0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO so of Sourcefin Asia, host of the Made in China podcast, and the host of the Wine Asia YouTube channel. Of course, back with another one. I interviewed two of my ex-employees. Vincent was an intern uh, turned our salesperson, and then Luke was uh, our marketing intern. What was interesting about this interview was just like it's been a f- it's been a few years, you know, since uh, you know I've had them on the podcast or anything like that, and it's also been a few years since they worked for me so it was just kind of a review of you know what it was like to work for me how they what they're doing now by the way check out our discord sourcemanager.com slash sfa dash discord 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 we've got great exclusive content on the discord
1: i don't want to be a product of my environment i want my environment to be a product of me
0: Actually I you know when you were talking about uh, Philippines being a, a good place for blockchain, I was thinking about Africa as you were speaking mm. because yeah. one of the one of the things that people don't know about is Africa has been a leader in sort of like mobile payments and and sort of uh, yeah mobile payments and then then basically uh, online shopping as well. This has yeah. been going on in Africa for like 15, 20 years. Like people adopted mobile payments because of the same reason people didn't have bank accounts. A lot of people didn't have bank accounts. So they're using their phones to pay for things, but it mm-hmm. would be like you, you like, let's say, okay, I'll put it like this. I would have $50 on my phone for for phone calls and, and data mm-hmm. instead of I go to a grocery store and then instead of me paying cash, I pay, to a phone number and then that mm. gets sent to the company's bank account does that make sense yeah so yeah, that's been yeah. That, yeah that's been going on for a long time so i'm like when you think about places that have a lot of potential for blockchain technology being adopted and, and things like that like i think africa is a place that a lot of people are not thinking
2: about you know yeah absolutely and you have uh, quite a bit of connections in, in zambia for example right
0: yeah, I do, and I talk to my friends about it from time to time. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something that's in the back of my mind. I don't know when it would be that I would, because the, the thing about that is like, <sighs> the frustrating thing about working in sometimes developing countries is like, you have to physically be there, man. If you're gonna do, yeah. if you're gonna create a business and things like that, you have to physically be there for an extended period of time. So if I was to commit to starting a company in zambia for example i would have to go there a lot of people yeah. when you have a meeting with somebody or whatever they want to uh they want to see you in person and then they want to have multiple yeah. meetings it's a very similar thing yeah. in china as well like well, maybe china has changed now but at the beginning it was always like you know we're having a meeting about something that would take 2 minutes to talk about on the phone
2: you yeah know?
0: yeah yeah and it was like but it's and not then about you
2: would like take a train or fly to another city.
0: And yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, I mean, Mike used to complain about it a lot because he, he had way more than me. Like when he was, uh, you know, before I came onto the business and stuff, like he was talking yeah. about that. Yeah. You'd have to take like a two hour train to go and have a five minute meeting about a sample when they could have just <laughs> sent him the sample. it would have been less money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, they have a five minute meeting and then it's, Oh, let's go to lunch. And and drink <laughs> baijo and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, this could have been a video call or something. So um exactly. So yeah, that's a similar case, I think, in in a lot of African countries. I can't speak for every African country, but I know is mm-hmm. like that. I'm very interested about it because I see the development a lot. I see my friends talking about things that are going on there. I just met a guy from South Africa here in the Philippines when he was mm-hmm. just talking to me about like the way the mobile payments and how everything connects, like Apple Pay and all this stuff mm-hmm. is working with their banking system right now. And I was like, oh, this sounds like even more advanced than like the U.S. and Canada, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's super <laughs> surprising. I had no idea about that actually.
1: Yeah, yeah well, I, I just wanted to know like uh, for me in the Philippines, like a big aspect of it was being able to meet people outside of work with you um and and some of those connections that i that i met in the philippines so some of those people you had previously on the podcast like um mark roca from alpha rock uh there's mm-hmm. david and Thanks. alex who yeah. yeah who like were some of the some really cool people that i met in the philippines so I, I haven't you know i i see their stuff on linkedin and that kind of thing but i i don't know what they're up to so maybe you can give me an update on them
0: so Alex, I'm actually meeting Alex tonight. He's been in the Philippines now for two weeks. He was gone for uh, like p- pretty much since the beginning of uh, COVID. Um, he was kind of yes. like, I think he was in Turkey at one stage. He went first back to, to Denmark. Yeah. And then he was in Turkey. And then I think he bounced around uh, Europe a little bit. Um, and uh, he's going to go back to Europe in a, in a couple days. But um, Alex left Alpha Rock. Um, he seems to like, I mean, I, I'll know more after tonight because like we had like a brief conversation twi- uh, like, for like a 20 minute conversation, like a couple weeks ago. So I'm not a hundred percent sure every, uh, about everything that he's doing, but, um, you know, Alex has had investments and things like that. So they, he's fine. Um, I think he has had some major learnings, which I, I, I might understand more. Uh, in, you know, today, like major learnings is about himself, life and things like that during COVID, yeah. as, as as we all are, um, all yeah. have. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I, like, I'm in I'm in therapy, like I'm in uh, personal therapy, just something that I I did before in, in college. And then I just I kind of started again during COVID because uh, again, when I mentioned like I was going crazy, with the lockdowns, uh, being stuck at home all the time. I was just, you know. So, um, Good for So yeah, you. I, I think a lot of people have had that kind of experience of, all right, like I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need yeah, to talk yeah. to somebody about something. Uh, so, yeah, that's him. Mark Ruka uh, just got married. Um, I think he, he definitely stepped down as CEO of, of Alpha Rock. Uh, he just got married like in the Philippines, like a week ago. or So I'm supposed to, he's on his honeymoon right now, I'm supposed to meet up with him when he gets back, David, I, I'm not sure where David is. I'm not sure if he's, I think he might be here. I think he might be here, but I haven't spoken to David in a while <clears throat> and he had gone back to the States for a bit. And, uh, you know, I think he came back for the wedding. Um, and David is the new CEO of, of Alpharock okay so wow. yeah i think Alpha Rock's kind of diversified their portfolio a little bit as well so in terms of from a yeah. business standpoint i don't know i mean i think they've been fine I, I think they've they've done well um i don't know the intricacies of it i can't really say like oh you know they've it's gangbusters yeah, or yeah. anything like that like but yeah i think they've been they've been good
1: nice
0: besides that i yeah. mean they're refined the refined shutdown like the physical location of the refined shutdown um okay so they were doing a like sort of home service thing okay and then, um they did a partnership or they are in a partnership with rockwell house which is another let's say there's levels to the different types of like membership houses so like this rockwell house there is a uh, manila house and then the refined was sort of like the entry level version Right. It was like, OK, pay, uh, how much was refined? I think it was like 50, 60 bucks a month. Um, and you get all these things. But like Manila houses, is like you, you're you investing in Manila House. You pay, you know, a hundred like you pay like twenty thousand dollars up front and then you pay like a certain amount per year. Right. And the same thing with Rockwell. Um, so yeah they they're in partnership right now with rockwell where you can go to rockwell you pay like a thousand for men thousand five hundred pesos for women and you get a haircut and drinks and massage like upper body massage and a pedicure and things like that so um i think their plan is to open up a physical location in bgc in the next one or two months so that's where, okay. where the refined is that yep
1: damn yeah, I feel like feels like it feels like so long ago now that I was there, but it and, in a way it also feels like it was just yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's it during the during the lockdown, it was like so strange because it's like I had such a different vision of the city. Uh, but things are yeah. things are coming things are coming back now. Like even uh, you remember we went to we went to Shangri La, we went to. Uh, the the back room, yes, the speakeasy, yeah, um, they just opened up like a month ago. Th- they had been closed since you know the b- beginning of the pandemic. So for me, okay. and the back room was one of my favorite places. So it was like, all right, now that the back room was open, like this is feels officially almost like
2: covet is over. But you know, Philippines would be interesting just because like standard of living and the, the climate, people are also super friendly. Uh, Singapore would be interesting for, for the, I think the connections you could make there is like, you can really level up your business game once you get into the high level circles in Singapore. I think there's a lot of money there. Also a lot of crypto businesses, a lot of financial businesses. So that could be super interesting. Also tropical climate, just super expensive. So you gotta make, uh, got to make a solid bank before moving to Singapore. And then something else I've been considering is Dubai. But I'm not sure if like the values, <laughs> like my values and, du- and like our values and Dubai's values are that aligned. So I'm not sure if like that's a system I would really want to engage in and support that much. I'm a bit hesitant about that one. Also, something that would be on the table is uh, Silicon Valley. But uh, from what I'm hearing, it's kind of not falling apart, but it's had its golden era already. Uh, so basically, to answer your question, it's like pretty much all over the world. Like an uh, ideal scenario, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, I think what you have to do is kind of what I'm doing. And If you're not sure where it is, it's like, try different countries for an extended yeah. period of time right um yeah it's so the same reason why i took business admin management it's because i i knew that i wanted to do something business related but i was like i, I don't necessarily know what field specifically and uh yeah. so there was a piece of advice that i like got was oh, do do business admin because you can touch on everything you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah i yeah, think the exactly. same i i don't know why we why we approach living in like where we, where we're gonna live this way? It's like I don't understand how people don't try to live in different countries, and see how they feel about that country. They just decide yeah. like, I was born here, I'm staying here, or you know they move to one place and it's like this is where I'm at. I know that a big part of it is is career. It's a mm. big issue, you know. If you're working mm. at a law firm in New York. You can't just move to Colombia tomorrow. Well, you can but yeah. probably lose your job. So, so um, you know, there's, that's a big part of it. But like, I think there's for a lot of people that work online, it's like, why not try living in another country for a month or two months and just see how, you know, how that affects your mood and what you like, what you don't like, you know.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, I agree with you. It's kind of like unfathomable how some people just decide to stay in the same place their whole lives. Especially now when like flying somewhere, moving somewhere, it's not that expensive really. Like you could get a flight to Asia for like 400 bucks. It's, mm-hmm. it's not really like, uh, there's not a high barrier. To just leave, go somewhere. Except for the mental barrier, of course. Logistically, it's so possible especially post covid everyone can work remote by the way like that's something we touched upon a bit earlier But remote work like oh actually we touched upon it quite a bit do you find working remote or having a remote first organization affects the efficiency or like output generation
0: uh no i don't i think productivity is fine because like, at the end of the day as long as there's a way um to have accountability right mm. And we have all these tools that we can communicate through Slack, WeChat, WhatsApp, yeah. email. Um, so it really doesn't change anything because if a client contacts the, you know, one of our uh, production managers, let's say, and mm-hmm. they want something done, you have another person who's on top, whose responsibility, imagine whose responsibility is to check that that is being done. So yeah. as long as you have multiple levels of like, accountability, and then there's rules around things. I think it's fine. Uh, And then of course, it also starts from the top. So if, if you're not available, like you as the CEO of the company, or CEO of the company is not available, then your employees are also gonna drop off as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for us, the good thing is that the majority of the china team that was working for us when we first started going remote doesn't work for us anymore imogen was able to adapt to the remote work Imogen's always going to do her job like she's uh she's that's just how she is yeah but um yeah the other people that maybe sometimes fell off from time to time have have been let go um so the new people that came into the company all think it's our we've always been like this like we've always been a remote work business and stuff like that so for you it's perfect because you're starting off with that philosophy and mm-hmm. for me i started off more with a corporate silicon valley type of philosophy like we need an office we need to you know all this stuff um yeah. i want to be i want to be on the 40th floor looking over the city and <laughs> yeah and exactly you know that was basically my thing but um mm-hmm. It's it's shifted for me, especially working from home. Like yeah. I, I I was like, oh, should I should I have an office even in general? Like, what's the mm. point? <laughs> you know, yeah, you start exactly. asking yourself these questions. What's the point? Is it just for my ego? Like, I can have meetings with people at you know a restaurant or whatever. Like,
2: it's it's uh, it's not a problem. Do you still have the the office at what was it called, Lee Top Plaza? top, yeah, we, we kept
0: office. We kept office for a while, even uh during COVID, and we just kinda decided to cause I was asking Imogen, Imogen moved from where she was living. Mm. Um, and then we have uh employees in northern China, um, and then we have uh, like just people this disparate. So it was like basically it was only a few people going to the office in Guangzhou mm. for a year and a half, and then of course COVID again office got Mm -hmm. shut down, Um, a lot of things. Like there was a time period where I think Imogen couldn't go to office for like three to four months physically, Mm -hmm. like if there was packages and deliveries, they would like basically send them from the office to wherever she was. So yeah, we decided that once the lease was done, we just, we said, let's reevaluate, got a storage place. So we moved all of the samples, stuff stuff that we had in the office into storage. And then essentially everybody's working remotely, and then we're just kind yeah. of reevaluate. Eva- and uh, so things that get sent in terms of samples and things like that either go directly to where that employee works, or mm. um, where the employee works from, or it goes to storage, which can also be sent to to them mm. later on. So yeah, I mean we might get an office again in the future, but I I just don't see the point right now, you know. Even, yeah. even for myself, personally, I don't see the point. Well, for me, it's it's probably going to happen if things continue to go in the direction that they're going. But, like, uh, I, I, I definitely would like to have a space for myself. Um, yeah. Just to even just to leave the apartment on a daily basis, uh, you know, or even just to keep some things somewhere else. Because the one disadvantage of having a home office, as much as my place is big enough for me to you know for it to be quiet like I'm here sitting doing a podcast with you Mm. my girlfriend is sitting in the living room watching tv Um, Mm. and then we we had a cleaner as well Mm. Uh, who was like vacuuming and stuff but because the place is big enough I just told them don't come into this room while I'm working Mm. it's okay but at the same time it's much better because it's much better to physically go places sometimes just to not be an inconvenience to the people around you, and then also for them mm-hmm. not to irritate you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, So the, I mean, the fact that I have to have that conversation with two, diff- two, three different people before I start working, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm working, so leave me alone. Don't talk to me. You know, <laughs> and sometimes, oh, sometimes yeah. that can be a little bit annoying because I mean, people. I mean, the reality is like as you as you get older, and, and I'm sure this is going to be the case with kids. Like they don't care that I'm doing a podcast, you know? Yeah.
1: They're gonna Zero be running around doing
0: Yeah, nobody cares. they like oh, yeah, this guy's uh, he's recording something. I don't know what he's doing. Let's yeah. uh, let's turn up the music to hundred on the on the speaker and like
1: <laughs>
0: pretend like we're wrestlers or something like that. So it's like I, I constantly have to explain to people what I'm doing. When uh, with my cleaner and, and even sometimes with my girlfriend, I'm constantly telling them, "Hey, you know, I need you guys to be quiet right now." You know, yeah,
2: So that's yeah. No, problem. I definitely get that. And you know, the good thing with like coworking space as well is you meet so many other people and get like I always get super inspired when I come here and talk to the other entrepreneurs. Yeah, uh, the place I'm at right now is basically only startups in a whole building, uh, so it's it's super. Yeah, the community is really valuable. But I'm curious, like one, one last point, maybe we're starting to run out of time shortly, but yeah, um, you see how I completely switched the dynamics here. I know, you you switched it
0: again, (laughs) we have been hosting the podcast out here.
1: Would you say like financially, like, have you recovered from the impact that had uh, COVID had?
0: Well, like I said that our revenue was better every year so 2020 we had our best year ever oh, wow. 2021 oh, wow. we had our best year ever as well so yeah <laughs> to answer answer your question that's why it's a little bit of a strange it's a little bit of a strange thing for me because sometimes you know, I hear I've seen businesses shut down like I've heard uh, you know you hear sort of stories about uh, other people's companies and things like that and you're like I'm like I actually really We've had our best two years ever, you know? Uh, Yeah. We hit milestones that I I set for myself years ago. So, I mean, I don't, like, uh, for us, it's just, like, the main thing is just focusing on not taking things for granted. And one of the, actually, you know, one of the things I'm the most proud about is that during this COVID period, we didn't have to fire anybody, like, from a financial perspective. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh that's that's probably the thing that I'm the most proud about is that like even we had some scary moments for sure, but yeah. then some something would happen. The PPE craze, you know, as one example, and then or we would get like uh, a couple major projects in you know two months, and that would be like huge revenue drivers, right? Uh, yeah, but it's like yeah, I mean I talked to Imogen as well, and Imogen just told me that there are a lot of employees like a lot of her friends lost their jobs right yeah it's it's, yeah so our the the, our reality is a little bit different from a lot of other companies in China I think
1: yeah no that's that's great to hear
2: but the like I remember when like the 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 early days of SFA you were grinding super hard like getting Mm. up at 5 a.m and grinding until like uh, 11 12 at night Mm-hmm. what's your like lifestyle and like uh, grind personal life balance look like right now what have you learned throughout the years from in that aspect uh, i i
0: wanna it's a complicated question because there's, there's multiple levels to it what i've learned one of the big things i've learned is like when a company goes to different stages of revenue your responsibilities change your stress levels change obviously you hire more people or maybe even less people if you're more efficient or something like that but like that's one for me that's been one of the more interesting lessons is is like when we were at six figures versus five figures seven Mm -hmm. figures this year this past year Um, it's just that you start to see different things in terms of the way other companies communicate with you, the partnership deals that you're doing, like all these different things, You're even my responsibility and what, what I'm thinking about changes. Like, mm. for example, I used to get, I don't 50 emails a day, mm. two, three years ago. Most of those emails mm. were directed to me, right? So I had to mm. like always make sure that I was checking my email and responding to a lot of things because there were deadlines, right? Now it's like, I'll get, 200 emails a day most of them are not directed to me Mm -hmm. but some of them are so then it's a difficult thing of understanding i have to organize my email i have to restructure the way i had structured my email for six seven years to be able to know what i'm supposed to pay attention to because Mm -hmm. i can't read every single email because i have other things that i need to do within the business Um, i find myself these days having more conversations than i do practical work does that make sense Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: I'm constantly talking to other companies, other business owners r- related to our projects um, yeah. about brand deals, partnership deals, marketing stuff, things like that. And then just sort of managing the whole organization. So that's been a big change for me because before I was the person when, especially when you start the business, like I was the one who created the, all the Slack channels, I, I, I uploaded all the documents, I you know all these things. So like I'm looking at the business more on a macro level than micro like i like imogen knows more about most projects than i do at this stage yep. like, um mike who's uh, mike on our sales assistant know more about the sales things than i do like the new projects that are coming into the company um so that's that's been a big change uh, and then in terms of my actual the amount of time that i spend working is definitely shifted it's more flexible right like before that time period is like if i don't check my email today there are mm-hmm. deadlines that we're gonna miss right but now it's like i might be able to not check my email and then if there's something important one of the staff will call me or send mm-hmm. me a message on whatsapp and say hey you need to check this right mm-hmm. um it, it's kind of like that but then i have days where i think had a day last week where i was working from you know, morning, six o'clock in the morning, I did a podcast with Mike, did another podcast afterwards, worked on Discord, had a bunch of calls with different companies. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's like 10, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night and my girlfriend's upset because <laughs> I haven't spoken to her the whole day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you still, I still have those days. And of course you have, you know, days where I have to go somewhere, meet people for coffee or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the, that's the interesting thing about the shift is that the shift is I'm less so grinding in the sense of working inside the business. It's on the business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And some of these calls, I mean, you have a call with somebody uh, six months before you actually start working with them, right? And then the initial calls about structure and how do you guys work? How do we work? How can we work yeah. together? Then six months later, you're actually starting the project.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, man. Yeah, I was just curious to hear about that because I I think I'm still in the mode of just like grinding it out, and I, I kind of I think I hit some sort of wall recently because I've been like very tired and like busy in my head for a few weeks now. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to like take it easy for 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 the moment, just so I can keep uh, <laughs> grinding it out next fall or this fall. I mean, that's
0: gonna so, be normal. I think you have to look at it like. I mean i guess everybody's different like i had i mean i we we both follow gary v i have that gary v mentality like if you're not grinding all the time if you're not 100 working all the time then there was one day when i realized that i was like stressed and all this stuff and i was like i'm not gary v though like yeah that's gary v's level of hustle like maybe my level of hustle is a little bit different like maybe i don't work 18 hours a day or whatever i work 12 hours a day you know yeah or yeah, I will exactly. work six hours a day, then take a break for a bit, go do something else, then come back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think you have to look at it like that. Yeah. There's definitely burnout. Um, there's also an aspect of it's almost like a muscle as well. So the more you do it, the more you are able to do more, uh, but that's not mm. always the healthiest thing. I think, you um,
2: know? yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like. And you also don't kind of feel it in the moment because you're fired yeah. up about grinding, but then when you take a breath, you're like, oh, shit. I'm so tired, actually. Yeah, exactly. So
0: you
1: never got COVID. I never got COVID, no. All
0: right. So you're, you're one of you, you're one of those people.
1: <laughs> I'm, one of those, yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm sure like I might have done it, but, did gotten, you, did but you... it was never serious, you know? What?
0: Did you? Were you like? Were you outside? Like, were you going and doing things, or were you just like at uh, at home most of the time?
1: No, I mean, I, I was going outside. I, I was meeting people. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I never got it. You know, uh, like, yeah, it was, it was never. And if if I got it, like, it was never noticeable. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. I got COVID twice twice oh, wow. and it was it was both times because of my girlfriend
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll happen
0: and the first time I told her I was like I think you have COVID and uh she's like no no it's like look I think we shouldn't like kiss or touch or that. you know what I mean and then she was like no no I really, really, really have a kiss and I was like oh Jesus so uh yeah anyway that's that's how i got the first one second one was a uh, similar situation because she always showed symptoms first and um i the second time i was probably the second time was in january it was after new years so that would have been the uh the delta variant i think well yeah first one was i would say first one was worse it was longer like i i was weak like uh for like I was weak for like a 10 days or something like that, like kind of like frail when I couldn't exercise, I couldn't do the things that I was normally doing, but um, it wasn't so bad. It was like having a bad flu. Um, and then the second time was, uh, it was a shorter period. I had a fever for like a couple of days and then, yeah, it, it kind of disappeared after that.
1: Jeez, yeah, like you gotta stay away from from women, Rico. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the solution. And and as you say yeah. that, she walks into the apartment. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I, I guess I'll we'll have to we'll wrap it up. It's been it's yeah. been a good chat. Uh, I'll just leave it at this. I'm, 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 it's super cool for me. Uh, I said the same thing similar thing to Luke it's super cool for me to see how you know you guys have developed and you know what you guys are doing right now and you know taking some of the experiences that you had with SFA hopefully you know if you Mm. if you uh, if you succeed in everything that I was a little bit of a a seed there or a little bit of an influence Um, so yeah just like yeah I wanted to have these conversations out of curiosity um no, i'm super happy to see what you guys are doing man like it's it's great
2: same it's uh so nice that we've stayed in touch over the years and uh and uh let's let's definitely do another podcast maybe in a year or two again (laughs) uh just keep uh keep talking and for sure meet up for for drinks when i come to the philippines for sure
0: all right so if people want to reach out to you how do they find you
2: uh, you can uh, actually you can follow me on Twitter Twitter at uh, Vince Weckstrom <laughs> uh, or you can just uh, go add me on LinkedIn well you see my name probably on the screen here it's a bit complicated mm. to explain in English actually but I' yeah, we'll have my your name.
0: name up there yeah
2: Exactly and or you can uh, just email me at vincent uh, at, at norn.xyz. And
0: uh, we'll have the links okay. in the description as well. Uh, both on the YouTube
2: and uh, on the
0: website, on the source media website. So, yeah, guys, if you want to reach out to me, that's uh, podcast at Um Of course, we have the YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to click on there and send us any message or email, uh, we have all the links in the description, as I mentioned. Uh, we have com slash made in China and then sourcemanager.com slash, well, source.minded.com SFA dash discord because we, launched by the time this comes out then discord would, would have been launched so join us there you know we have um you I know mean, i'm sure vincent will be a part of it as well uh, we're gonna have partners in there we're gonna be eventually providing discounts on diff- different services um you know different channels for different uh, aspects of sourcing and manufacturing uh, so it's going to be really good. AMAs, Mike and I will be doing at least one a week. Uh, we'll have community managers. Like it's, it's a, I really want it to be an involved experience and, and develop a real community around what we're doing with SFA and things like that. So definitely join. All right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. All right. All right. Uh, I guess my question would be, what are your... Uh, this, it's kind of you know difficult question to answer. but what are your biggest takeaways from you know the, the, your reflections on like China? like I know I probably asked you before like what did you learn? What was the smallest thing you, you learned? What was the smallest thing that brought you the largest results? But um, yeah, like what were your biggest takeaways when, when you reflect on China and Asia and as a whole?
1: I think, yeah, I, I felt like I was just uh, so lucky to be able to uh, experience it in full because you hear so much about China in the news. You hear, you read about China. You know, there's, there's just so much about China that I don't think people would ever understand without actually going there and experiencing it. And uh, I just feel so fortunate to be able to have done that and then there's experiencing it, but then there's also working in it, which I also had the opportunity to do. So just being able to experience it on those two levels, I think are, are my biggest takeaways. And, and, you know, when I I read an article having that perspective now to be like, okay, but I I got to experience this, this side of China or that side of China that you can't really get from a news article or a video on YouTube. So I think that that was my biggest takeaway honestly and then just just seeing the the different perspectives that you would find in china or the philippines versus a perspective here like just the way they approach you know different things uh is something that i definitely will take with me um and then there's there's other things like on a on a more micro level that you know i i i I take the bus and subway every day to work and mm-hmm. uh you know it's just like you're in the i was in the subway the other day and just uh it wasn't on time at all and i was just like you know in, Ch- in china it was like literally on the minute yeah, it was and then yeah and then i would you know going through downtown toronto on the subway it's like you're on your phone and then you're like oh shit, right it's not uh there's no wi-fi in this you know yeah, yeah. have to go on my downloaded whereas in China I could be like underground for like an hour and they'd still be perfect wi-fi streaming like the whole time so just little things like that that I definitely miss that you know you're like oh wow like I was definitely at the time you're like oh wow this is cool but then you come back to Canada and you're like okay we need to get there (laughs) so yeah just just little things like that that are, are always like so so cool to have and experiences that
0: really cool to have yeah I, I i can relate to that like uh i the whole the whole being able to use your phone underground thing is like uh in the philippines you, most of the time you can't as well so like uh, yeah you know, from toronto and going to china and then being in china you just kind of get used to it like i used to just it used to fascinate me. I'll I'll be watching people just watching videos on their phones, streaming videos on their phones. And I'm like, you can access your data here? Like what's, what's going on? You know, from a technology standpoint, uh, there's a lot of advances that people don't know about that are going on there, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And just like, I even, I remember like uh, you, you had like encouraged me to just like, Sort of go wander Guangzhou, so I had done that a few times, and like I remember walking well, through just, this one just,
0: neighborhood. Uh, did I, I? told you to take the subway and just like stop at random stops. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I had I had done that, and uh, I remember coming up in one neighborhood, and it was like a whole neighborhood dedicated to jeans like yeah. just jeans yeah. so you would i would walk by <laughs> and it was like one family on one side and it was like they had their like three kids and they were all working on jeans mm-hmm. and uh they were like so they were they would the jeans would come out and this particular family was in charge of making like those ripped jeans so i remember they'd have like barbecue brushes going like this on the on the jeans making that faded look and then someone was in charge of just doing the one rip And just seeing that whole process and then them putting on the label, I was like, I am never buying designer jeans again because I know exactly how they're made. And like, the yeah. It's like,
0: I mean, you know, it's what, what is, you know, when you see how the sausage is made, you're like, what is the point of paying, you know, $200 or $150 on these designer jeans, when I can get perfectly good jeans for lesser price. Um, That reminds me of, uh, I, it's funny that you had similar experiences. I didn't even know about that. You had almost the exact same experience. Like I, I got off the subway. I don't remember which stop it was, but I just remember I was like, I'm going to the last stop on the subway. I'm going to get off, see what's going on. And uh, yeah. on the red line or whatever. So then I got off and it was just a whole area of um, smartphone cables. Oh, so yeah. My, uh, just micro USBs you know type c usb like it was all the usbs just iphone cables all that stuff and i was just like wait so you guys are all selling the same products (laughs) like you said like this is whole area is just selling the same products it blew my mind you know it blew my mind and i was just like oh my god like this is yeah but that's that's how the world works it's like well they're supplying the rest of the world they're supplying 7 billion people. So yes, there will be, you know, a whole neighborhood of, of USB cables, you know?
1: Yeah. The, the ironic part for me too, is that I came to a city like Toronto, you know, big city, they try to be like the, the cultural place, you know, head of culture. So I see people walking around in like streetwear and designer stuff. And I'm just like, having that perspective on seeing how the sausage is made i'm just like you guys it's overrated you know
0: (laughs) yeah exactly all right man um sorry yeah i think that we i think we can leave it at that like uh, it's a a little nice piece of knowledge for uh for uh you know the kids in these streets all right, so thank you guys for uh, watching the podcast or listening to the podcast. Either you're on YouTube or you're on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you know, thanks, Luke, as well. Yeah, I and Luke, do you, uh, if people were to reach out to you, where, where would they find you?
1: Uh, I can put it in the show notes, but uh, you can find me on my Instagram. Um, and on LinkedIn, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll send you those links, to Rico, and you can have those in the show notes. But yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place. Cool.
0: So, and if you wanna check us out, that's podcast. That's Um and you're gonna check out the YouTube channel, Of course, that SourceFineAsia on YouTube, SourceFineAsia on Instagram, and uh, again, we're launching a Discord, Discord chat. By the time this episode is out, should be out, uh, should be launched. And should be in full swing. So check us out. That's uh, sourcewindage.com slash SFA discord. If you want to subscribe, cheers. Let me do a record for
2: my side piece, hey Let me do a record for my side piece, hey Let me do a record for my side uh. piece. I need you beside me. Late night girl, you know where to find me. Days Loaf. introduce you to the bomb. League. Days Loaf. introduce you to the bomb. League. I need something besides the inside of these hotel rooms and lobbies. Maybe I should pick up a hobby. More like probably. More like Margot Robbie. out in Abu Dhabi and they dressing all white. Oh, y'all must be feeling godly. I call my pops and he let his son talk like Mavi. Mm. Walking through Argentina to Poland.